And ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios just outside of Boston, Massachusetts, my name is Matt Tobacco. Welcome to the Spoken Tobacco Show. I am joined once again by my beautiful fiance, the one, the only, Smokin' Nicole. Uh, Jonathan Carney is absent tonight, but we do welcome on our good friend Gerard um, of Jake Wyatt Cigars. Uh, you also may know him from Marto Cigars or MartoCigar.com. Um, but we're going to talk about Jake Wyatt tonight. So, Gerard, welcome to the show. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to hear both your voices. Oh, yours as well. You know, we uh, we just saw you uh, at uh, PCA 2021, uh, which was always, you know, it's always nice to, to see everyone and connect. So uh, it was great to see you. And while we were there, you know, you had the uh, the Jake Wyatt booth on display. Um, I believe that. So that was that your first trade show for Jake Wyatt? Well, P at least PCA. I know you were TP, but is that your, that was your, your first uh, PCA? Our first PCA exhibition, yes. Now, you guys had a uh, we had an interview with you, and if you guys want to 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 see some of that and see some of the stuff that Gerard, you know, that we'll we'll talk about, you know, as the show goes on. Um, you know, we have that on our on our YouTube channel, um, the interview we had with Gerard. So you can always go check that out. But so in front of us, we have a, a selection of Jake Wyatt cigars. Uh, I actually haven't even picked one and lit one up yet because i was just so in intertwined with setting up the show you should get his recommendation i think i'm going to we get <laughs> some of the bellicosos here we have some of the toros um i mean we have i got the fourth dimension bellicoso and i'm smoking a lithium by the way which i haven't had before yet um but i it's citrusy there's a lot of citrus i pick up on it that was a great cigar. I had that cigar the other night, and it was fantastic. And I actually, and that's kind of how this started. I actually texted Gerard, and I was like, "Hey, I tried that lithium. I let it sit, like you said, you know, especially in the desert when we get a lot of things, you know, they can be really dried out. I brought, the, I brought all my samples home. I let them sit. I let them kind of acclimate in the humidor for a few weeks before I started to go through them. And I lit that up, and I was like, "Wow, this is really good. I really like this cigar." And uh, and so the, the conversation just kind of went from there, and we decided to, you know, let, let's have Gerard on. We could talk a little bit more about uh, kind of what else goes into the Jake Wyatt profile. So um, I think what I'm going to do is I've had the Herbert Spencers before, uh, which are really good. And I'm looking, and I think what I haven't had, what I haven't had the Appendix 2. Appendix 2, yeah. I, I haven't one. had that one, and I haven't had the Lucid Interval, the Candela. Oh. Yeah, and guys, uh, these are... Uh, I don't know if people can see them, but they're like, they're rolled great. This yeah. is like a work of art. Yeah. <laughs> Some really cool stuff there. On Do the uh, Billy Cozo appendix and then cut it at the second line of okay. that artesian accent. Um, that is very comparable to stuff that you see today, you know, created by like, I don't know, Davidoff White Label, Ashton, uh, Diamond Crown, Oval Cigars, uh, Anything of that mild cigar, but you want that creaminess, you want that sweet butter flavor, that cigar is it right there. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely stuff that I, I know I like I like to smoke. Um, you know, I, I was always, well, I, I don't want to say always, but for a while I was really, and I think Nicole was too, really into Maduros and dark stuff and um, real fuller bodied cigars and uh, lately, I've been going like I've 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 found myself having these like cravings for like, you know those those milder Davidoffs or the Ashton White Labels, um, you know. Adabay. Oh yeah. yeah. So I mean, this is definitely right up my alley. You said cut it right above the second line. Right at, at the second line, being a Bellicoso, you're not going to get a good draw if you. Right. Alrighty, I got this cut. <laughs> so while I get this lit. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Jake Wyatt um, cigar brand? Um, I know that you guys started right around February 2020 is when the brand launched. Um, but tell us a little bit more about kind of you know where that came from and, and where the name comes from too. Absolutely. The name is pretty simple. Uh, we play with a lot of different names. But Jake is Neil's son. Neil is my partner. And Wyatt is my son. So when I put the two names together, Jake Wyatt, uh, Neil and I really were drawn to it. But we didn't, you know, definitely commit to it. So it took about another six, seven months. We were playing around with a lot of different names, uh, a lot of trendy stuff that's been going on. But we just really still like the ring of Jake Wyatt. It just it's uh, 
timeless. It was very classy. It meant a lot to us. And so we went for it. And then from there, we went to uh, develop a design with a design team, and we went with the packaging and the look of it. Um, but the way it started out for us, we went down to the Dominican Republic to do an exclusive cigar for our retail operation. And when we were down there at La Aurora, um, we fell in love with the industry. We were really captivated by everything all over again because we had been retailers for about two decades up until that point. This was in 2018. So when we went down to La Aurora, we played around with some tobacco, but I could not find what I wanted to find at La Aurora. Um, and what I wanted to find was I wanted my own hands in the dirt. I wanted to learn how to select the tobacco, devein the tobacco. Um, I really wanted the grassroots experience. And I, that's what I wanted to put, you know, put as our company um, meaning behind it. So we set out to go back down to the Dominican Republic multiple times and we made some relationships and we started our own little factory with a partner of ours, uh, Joel Vasquez. Um, and that's how Jake White started. Now the gourmet collection that you're smoking is the appendix. I'm smoking the Herbert Spencer, which is the Maduro. The entire gourmet collection has the ornate artisanal accents on the cigars. The only thing that's universal within the collection is the binder, and we use Olor binder. Olor is a Dominican local grown tobacco, which is very mild, but has a lot of cream and tang to it. Hmm. If you blend it correctly, you can always achieve that creaminess you want. The one that Nicole is smoking, that's part of the new collection. It's called the Connoisseur Collection, and that's the lithium. That has a Corojo binder, and that's a completely different body complete different experience yet again um, our cigars we are more in a mild to medium spectrum opposed to that full body you know kick you in the ass make you sit down type of cigar we like to focus on more flavor forward cigars rather than strength we're not really um, into the strength aspects of cigars it's all about flavor for us. So every single cigar in a gourmet collection, although uses an allure binder, the blends are specific to the wrapper that you see. So it goes from the Candela, the Connecticut, two different Habanos, and then a Maduro. Every single blend is different. The Maduro has Pennsylvania broadleaf. All the other cigars do not have Pennsylvania broadleaf. Huh. The Candela blend is actually stronger than the Connecticut blend. And then two Habanos, it's obvious that they both can't taste the same, so that proves that both of them are going to be two different blends. And that is what we do. Now, it's a very it's a very beautiful collection in terms of, first of all, it's, it's visual appeal. I mean, there's a lot of ornate design on the wrapper. Uh, some of it a little bit more intricate than others, but it's still a very beautiful presentation. Um, I, I, I came into to meeting this brand through you, you know, right around the time I met you a few years ago. Um, and right around the time you launched it, it's a good cigar. I think the first one that I had was the Herbert Spencer um, upon your recommendation. And I liked it. It was good. And, you know, it's it's a brand that I've, I've watched grow now and I, I, you seem to be doing well with it. And, you know, we're excited to be here with you and smoking this. And it was great to see you at the show. Um, you know, having your stuff on display, uh, then, you know, the lithium came out and, and, uh, I was really excited to try that one. And, and I finally did, uh, this week <laughs> and it was really good over the weekend. Um, it was, it was really good. Um, tell me a little bit more about the lithium. I know that you mentioned, uh, that one having a little bit more significance, um, and kind of where the name comes from. So... Doing the connoisseur collection, everything has a theme, everything has a story, everything has a tie behind it. The gourmet collection is a very simple collection for us. Every single name of the cigar has a lot to do with the philosophy that Neil and I share throughout our lifetime. You know, fourth dimension, what does that mean? We live in a three-dimensional world, but uh, Neil is a sports background. I came. I'm still am in the firefighting background, and getting into that industry. Um, hang on one second. Yes. 
I'll call you later. Give me, give me 45 minutes. Sorry, guys. My employee is asking me for some instructions. Um, That's okay. Work never stops. Yeah, work never <laughs> stops. <laughs> um, so getting into that athletic background, whenever you're in a rut, you're not feeling well physically, you want to give up, you're going through academies, you got to tap into a power. And uh, the philosophy that Neil and I always carried was you got to get into that fourth dimension of thinking, you know, would it be didactic, would it be physical, whatever it is, you got to get into that philosophy. And that is the kind of philosophy him and I have always used. It's like second to none, you know what I mean? You always got to shoot for the best. So that's why we have the fourth dimension there. And then all the other ones tie into it. I'm not going to get into the story so much in depth, but um, to answer your question, we wanted to get a second collection going, right? And then we got the lithium in there. And when it came to the lithium, um, we, we kind of like, you know, uh, I wouldn't say necessarily chemistry, but there is some type of chemistry going on with cigars, right? You have the wrapper, you have the filler, you have the binder, right? All of them marry together. There's some sort of natural bond going on. It's a chemistry, the way you make cigars. And um, at one point, you know, it was believed that the reason why Cuban cigars are so uh, rich in flavor was the lithium content within the volcanic soil, specifically in the region of Huerta Abajo, which is part of the region where they grow a lot of tobacco. And we were looking at different names and we wanted to have some significance to cigars. And lithium is part of the compound that is found in a mood or enhancing um, situation, I guess you would call it, right? A lot of guys that have mental issues or mental health for their uh, sanity, they take lithium. Well, within our soil is a lot of lithium to grow very, very good tobacco. So we're like, dude, let's do lithium. It sounds awesome. The logo is really cool. It's what makes cigars. And then this is going to prove the amount of lithium that is in a Dominican soil. And that's prove what we can do with Dominican tobacco. So that's how it kind of came along. That's like a short synopsis of, of that story. Um, so when it comes to the cigar, though, we love to retrohale. Um, it's all about retrohale, right? You only have four flavors in your mouth. You have spicy, um, sour, bitter, and sweet. That's all you can taste in your tongue. Mm -hmm. But for your nostril, your nasal cavity, when you're retro, there's all sorts of different scents, you know? Um, it, it's endless, it's limitless, right? So when we retrohale, we unlock a lot of flavors that you don't notice by just puffing in your mouth only. Now, the lithium is by design made to retrohale. If you puff on it, there's a lot of tangy and fruitiness that Nicole just mentioned. Behind that fruity and tanginess, there's a byproduct of a bite. It always bites you at the tip of the tongue. This may not be very um, pleasing for somebody is just puffing on it. You got to retrohale lithium to really get the true understanding of it because that's how I designed it. Now, why, why is that? The reason being is the filler within that cigar is a hybrid tobacco called T13. T13 is a hybrid tobacco made in the Dominican Republic. And if you roll it as a pure grade, it tastes a lot like Criollo 98, but it's a lot, lot fruitier. However, it has that really strong, tart bite to it, right? There's always the hmm. yin and yang. So when we blended it, we did the best we can to mute that bite. So therefore, you can really get that citrus dominant flavor of the T13. So that cigar is truly meant for retrohale more than anything else. And that's what I wanted to create. I wanted something I can retrohale, but without that offensive burn in your nostrils. You know, a lot of flavor, but no burn. Um, to get a lot of flavor these days in a retrohale cigar, you have to have it to become very strong. You have to make it very spicy, very peppery to get that complexity, right? So I want to make something without the burning sensation of that pepper that you get. And you can't fully retro the whole thing where the lithium is designed to be super smooth so you can retrohale the whole entire draw. 
and that's what lithium is. I did just retrohale it a couple times, and I definitely got like a warmth sensation through the retrohale, if that makes sense. But it added a whole nother dimension to smoking it. Uh, the pepper, definitely not any in the retrohale from what I could find, but I could taste pepper notes as I'm smoking it. For sure, yeah, like with a, the citrus. It's a, yeah, it's a complete different. Yeah. Uh, but they pair well, like the retrohale and the actual smoking. They do. Yeah, they do. It's so a, I just, I do admit, there's a little bit of a bite to it, hmm. but that, that, that is what it is. Not, I mean, it's it's pleasing. <laughs> the bite is is nice. It's not, you know. Well, I think Gerard makes bad. a nice point. I mean, you have like an oral palate, you know, within your mouth, yeah. when you when you taste, you know, first, but then you're on your like your nasal palate, so to speak, when you retrohale. Yeah. You know, um, he's right. I mean, there's so many more flavors and scents and what have you that, you know, sensations that you do pick up when smoking a cigar. Mm -hmm. Now, I would say to that, a lot of, there's a lot of people, I don't want to say all of them, but there's a lot of people who don't like to retrohale because, you know, they're not used to it when they go for it and it, and it burns them and they find it uncomfortable and they're not used to it and they never take the time to really get into it. And, you know, you'll find people who are like, I only retrohale. You'll find people who say, I retrohale every few puffs. You'll find people who say, I don't like to retrohale. Um, you know, mm. whether or not they really gave it a good go or they just really don't like it, I don't know. Um, but I think it's preference. I, I don't it, it love is, it. It is, and it is preference. And uh, and you don't have to love it, and that's okay. Yeah, but I do it yeah. to, to really experience the cigar. Like, I want to experience It's not something that, like, for me, I do, like, normally all the time. Um, when I'm trying new things, I will try to retrohale it a few times so that I can understand and, and seek out yeah. those notes, like, you know, Gerard mentioned, um, because I do think it's important and mm -hmm. especially, you know, and that's one of the, the things, you know, like when you're a reviewer and you review cigars, it's really important, I would say, to retrohale so that you can pick up everything that you can when you write that review. And uh, for people listening, I'm curious on thoughts on retrohaling. In terms of what, like, just if they enjoy it, or if people like it, or they yeah, do yeah, it yeah. a lot, do it infrequently, don't do it at all. I feel like the thing with retrohaling the most, and I'm not a big retrohaler, so I know that's how this might sound, um, but it's like I feel like a lot of people, they kind of get scared by it. Not maybe not scared, but they just get turned off by it because you know when it's like anything when you first start doing it, you know that that sensation maybe it, it's different or and you're not used to it, and but the more you do it, the more you you do get used to it and then maybe you enjoy it um and maybe i would do it more if i did it more regularly but i don't um and i and you know what maybe i should and you know especially you know maybe i should maybe i should retrohale more and i don't uh and it's funny because you know i always hear people say like oh on the retrohale and then i'll retrohale it till i kind of get those notes but then it's like after i'm done and i go to smoke it again just on my own i won't retrohale it and it's a shame it's kind of like a, a double-edged sword you know it's like you're missing out but at the same time you're like well i'm not really into that anyway so um no but that, that's really interesting you know in the in the lithium line you know first of all that's another one too the uh do you have let me see yours really quick sorry i need to no 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 it's cool i mean this might sound a little biased because these are also the same colors of smoking tobacco but that black and gold <laughs> um just real sharp there you know, just just pointing that out, real sharp <laughs> on that black and gold band, really stylish in your humidor, really pops. Um, so, uh, it's so humid right it now. Is. It is. It's very hot and humid here in yeah. the New England area. Gerard, you're in California, right? And I will always be here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure how the weather is over there right now. I, I know it also gets hot over there too, but it is. Uh, it is real sticky and hot, and we're in our. I think our fourth heat wave of the summer. Are, already and uh it is 96 degrees is it feels, well feels like 96 right oh, now feels like 96 <laughs> yeah it's 88 but it feels like 96 mm. and our and our what's our humidity percentage it's probably like 90 80 it's high it's it's real i don't know if this one it's real heavy here so it's uh you know that's another and that's another thing too when you're in these like conditions no. you know smoking yeah. smoking certain things in the heat and the humidity like it just wears you down like, I remember we were at the trade show and, like, you know, running on very little sleep. And Gerard can attest to us, too, because he was there. Um, very little sleep. Uh, it was, when we were out there, it was, a, what, like 118, 119, 120 yeah, a lot of the days. Terrible. <sighs> and I just, the, I'll be honest, like, it was cigar time. Everyone's in town. Everyone's together. And I'm like, 
Dude, I, I just I can't right now. It is just too hot. <laughs> it's just too hot for me. Nicole, are you smoking the pre-release of the lithium? May I see that band again? Because there's a difference in the pre-release band. It might be. Hmm. This one had a slight closed foot on it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that is the pre-release. Now, I learned a lot from the pre-release. Um, as a cigar maker, you know, you get, I'll speak for myself, I get very neurotic, you know, and I'm the best critic of my own product. So the pre-release, you know, we, we don't have the ornate accents on the lithium, but we did give it a pigtail. And to make it even better looking, we closed the foot to give it that, you know, shaggy look a little bit, somewhat of a shaggy look. And when I started smoking the pre-release, I started noticing that I have to relight it all the time. And as I was relighting it, the draw was starting to get, you know, plugged up a little bit too. And I would look at the cigar and I would realize that it was just really, really moist. And it dawned on me that having the closed foot on that wasn't a long to breathe, but therefore it was never drying out properly. It wasn't aging properly. Yep. So that's when we went to full production. We didn't do the closed foot on the actual mm. production cigars because you have to let it breathe for it to release the ammonia, for it to age and for it to dry so it burns correctly. So the pre-release was a good call on our end because I would have closed the foot on every single cigar that we made just to make it look better. And um, that also was another great learning tool that having the cigars uh, open-ended is just speeds up the aging process. And you want that to happen so you can get the ammonia to escape so you don't taste that bitterness all the time when it's a young cigar. So Gerard, I would but, say, Oh no, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't. I, didn't anyway, know. I, I saw her relighting it, so I was <laughs> wondering if the pre-release or not. Part of the issue is too; it does it doesn't um it doesn't feel too too wet or anything like that. It's definitely dry. It's here in the humidity. Like, oh yeah. Because we're in a garage with no ventilation right now. Oh uh, yeah. We have the same issue when we're smoking in the winter time. It, you know, outside too, it just gets too dry, too humid, and it's an ongoing. Yeah, battle I, I, I was smoking a Davidoff Grand Cru last week, yeah. and it was it was real bad out here. Uh, but I just I really wanted something super mild and super yeah. good. I was just in the mood, and I mean, as we all know, I mean Davidoff's a, a very top top of the notch line brand i mean that's you know that's 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 top shelf quality and i just could not get that thing to stay lit um it was just so humid out it was so wet and you know i i would i would take a few puffs on it and let it sit for a couple of minutes and it was out and i lighted it again and it was out and i was just like oh and then there was uh i was having a tatuaje the other day um a vintage tatuaje um same thing and i was so disappointed because like i had some nice sticks and they just i people I, forget when yeah. when you don't when you're not smoking in a controlled environment because so many people smoke in their garage if they don't you know have something built or they're not right. at their lounge right especially here even in california just in places that are that, that it can be all over the place too hot too cold it can really affect your smoking experience yeah that's, that's true too um, that's a conversation for another day because we could go. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a that's, that's a, whole, a whole episode. That's a whole episode right there. Um, <laughs> mm, I'm just gonna really just touch mine up, really. Um, but Gerard, so I mean, most people know you. I would say in the scar community, most people know you first um, as you know one one of the guys behind Mardo Cigars, yes. uh, which is a retailer um, in which you operate. Um, really cool stuff. You guys do a great job. Um, you know, you have a great online presence. Um, you know, you guys do a lot of, a lot of cool stuff through there. Uh, earlier you were live on Instagram. I, I chimed in a little bit, um, uh, where you were kind of showing how you guys are now offering your own aged stuff. And this was really cool. I had never seen another retailer who had their own aging room or, or pre-aged selection. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff that they, they took in age and then offered for sale. Yeah. Um, un under their own aging, I would say, you know, within the box and all that. Yeah. But, um, and you've been really successful with that. And not to take away from Jake Wyatt, but I just kind of wanted to, to touch on that. I, I thought that was a very, um, a very interesting approach that you took with that. And that's really cool. And it's something a little different, you know, and I'm surprised that I don't see more of that. And I'm, I'm sure uh, someone else has done it or whatever, but, um, I really like the concept that you had there. 
Um, but obviously being a retailer first and now, you know, getting more into manufacturing production, like you said, you wanted to get down on the farms and, and learn how to source your own tobaccos and, and really work with it and what, and whatnot. What would you say in this whole experience, this whole process, you know, with the Jake Wyatt growth and the building of this brand, um, would you say would has been your favorite part so far, whether it's, you know, stuff on the farm with the, with the tobaccos themselves or in the aging process or the rolling process, um, the, the blending process, you know, what, what, what aspect of that other side of the industry would you say you enjoy the most? Um, honestly, the, the best part is when I am at PCA for the, you know, I was there for the first time and being part of that industry since I was 19 years old, I've been going to that trade show since, since I was 19. It used to be called RTDA, then IPCPR, now it's mm. called PCA. Seeing, you know, the, the, the idols of the industry, you know, the guys that have been around forever. Um, and now I'm part of that family, you know, where I'm an exhibitor, not a consumer. Uh, and that trade show was really something else. It just kind of was like humbling experience. And then you get to start talking to a lot of retailers that I never knew existed because when you're a retailer, you live in your own world, right? Right. You're just in your area, you do what you do, you got friends and you're friends with reps and you hear about other big retail shops throughout the nation because they're large, right? And they're very um, influential. But being at PCA and writing up orders, I got to meet a whole lot more of individuals and I saw how much of a small family the cigar industry truly, truly is. If you really set, sit back and look at PCA as a whole, that is the whole entire industry right there under one roof. That is it, right? Hmm. And that's the, that's the pool you're swimming in, you know what I mean? And so when I was there, and writing up these orders, obviously we're given samples. Some people walk in with the sample and they want to try the product first before they purchase any. Well, we had a lot of people come back after we give them our samples and they were so pleased with the product. The amount of warmth and love we received that they were really um, content with the flavors, the uniqueness of the look of it, um, what it has to offer, the price point, um, the relationship, the value behind the company is by far the most enjoyable part for me is building those relationships and seeing people's uh, excitement for something that we created. Um, I, there's nothing like it. It just, that is true love for me. You know, somebody that loves what you make, like an art, art artist, your artisanal touch gets people excited. Right. So that's 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 personal. You know what I mean? So that's you looking inside of me. And when I create something from my own thoughts and it's my own art, I'm very vulnerable. You may say that it sucks and it's going to hurt my feelings or you're going to be like, this is amazing. Right. So I'm being very transparent with giving you what I think is amazing. Right. And I'm giving it to you to judge me. Right. So when people say oh, I like it, it's. It's cloud nine. It really, really is, you know. And uh, the people that make what Jake White is, um, I'm very grateful for those guys. I really am. The guys at the factory, um, the design team, Neil, my business partner, everything. My wife, my kids putting up with it, you know, me leaving the country every two months to be down in the Dominican Republic. So the trade show, the people's reaction is my favorite part. Yeah, I mean, it is a special time, you know, when everyone's together and, um, you know, and, and as a newer retail, I mean, a, a newer manufacturer now, uh, making your debut and, and like you said, being part of that, that pond, um, it's cool. You know, you're swimming around and you're bumping elbows. I mean, I, your booth was, was almost right across from Tatuaje, Pete Johnson, a um, mm -hmm. guy who's a legend in the industry. He's, he's done, a, done a lot of cool stuff, um, you know. Just stuff like that. I know what you mean. You're saying you're part of the tribe now, and so it's that sense of personal accomplishment. And you know, you, you've you've put in the work. You've put something together. You you have it out on the market. People are ordering it from you. It's a success. Um, it, it is a special feeling. Uh, and 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 it can be said about anything you do in any industry and in any any 
kind of business that you run, whether it's a specific product or it's um, different kinds of products or just kind of whatever it is you do when you, you build something like that. Um, but I would say cigars is definitely more of an intimate um, product experience, business experience, because of what you said. It, it is like a work of art, especially looking at your stuff, too. I mean, very, very cool stuff that you have here, very, very ornate detailing but but it is art any cigar making is art you know a lot so much goes into it um you know like they say you know 300 hands touch a cigar before it gets to you and you cut it and light it um and it, it, there's so many moving pieces to it um and a lot of it all starts from you know one or a handful of people's vision and what they put together and then all these other people get together and then they make that vision happen so um yeah it it, it is a special experience would you say that uh, I, I guess I'll get a little into PCA here just from your perspective. Would you say that, obviously this being your first year, you've been before, so you know what you knew what to expect in terms of just the general aspect of the show. But uh, as we know, this show is a lot smaller than it usually is. Would you say that that was a big benefit for you, being a new exhibitor, you know, maybe having uh, less people there exhibiting? Maybe there was more opportunity for you to, to shine your product and not be kind of overshadowed by some of the other brands that normally attend the show yeah absolutely that was the talk at bar luca you know that's the bar where everybody hangs out at the circle bar yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know that was a talk where everybody in the beginning were you know skeptical that the show was so small that there's not going to be any business going on and towards the last night or the last day uh of the trade show you know, I was talking to a lot of sales rep, and they're saying they're hitting record sales because whoever did show up was the people that you know had been wanting to go somewhere because of COVID. You know, they weren't able to go anywhere, so they had you know either one year of saving their cash flow, so they had a lot of money to be able to you know dispose at a lot of new products. Um, and then since it was a smaller show, there was more um, you know the ability to look at other products that were not drowned by the bigger brands. So those two things really made a big difference um, for us, absolutely, because I believe, you know, if the trade show was much, much larger, we might have been drown uh, drowned out by, you know, all the other bigger guys. So, you know, th there's a saying, out of sight, out of mind. It doesn't matter how big you are, but if you're not there, your money is going to be sent spent elsewhere it, it just the way it goes you know it's right. just we buy with our eyesight right you know what i mean the impulsive buy uh, i'm not big into uh dissecting human behavior but logically absolutely if you're not there you're not going to sell as much um i don't care how loud your voice is you got to be present and having that um being said it really did help us i believe so yes um, a lot of sales reps said you know what you guys really really um lucked out and uh good for you guys you know and but the product does have to speak for itself at the same time yeah no I, and i i agree with you there and i think that it does uh i think so far you guys have done a great job and it'll be interesting to see you know how you do continue to grow um and, and you're off to a great start already but before we continue on with that i just want to hit our news segment well, which is brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. McAuliffe Cigars become an ambassador today. If you head over to McAuliffeCigars.com, you can sign up to be an ambassador, receive your ambassador coin and number, as well as sign up and get your McAuliffe pa uh, tasting passport, um, where you can smoke everything in the line, save your bands, write down your notes, submit it back to McAuliffe, and be entered to win some really cool prizes. Um, I had a, a whole bunch of different news uh, articles on my desk today, uh, this week rather, uh, you know, preparing for the show, and I don't normally do news based on cigar releases, but I would say that th there's one that was really interesting because there is so much um, hype and anticipation on this uh, particular uh, release. Release, thank you. <laughs> um, also, there was some hubbub around the uh, the industry uh, about maybe it's uh, being offered a little bit too high in price. Um, for a for a new release cigar and uh so uh michael herklotz uh ferry otago has announced uh with brendan scott his partner that they will officially be launching in october in retailers um they will be offering they will be very limited releases they will both be six by fifty toros 
and they will um, be in 10-count travel humidors, which we actually saw at PCA. There were no cigars, but we were actually able to see the box. Um, you know, it'll come with humidity pack on the bottom, really cool presentation, really top-notch quality. Um, the Elegancia, if I said that right, it was made by, uh, is, is a Dominican cigar made at Quesada uh, with an Ecuadorian wrapper over Dominican binder and fillers. Uh, I'm sorry, Dominican binder with fillers from Nicaragua and the Dominican. And then the Generoso is made by the Placencia family. And um, will feature Honduran shade-grown wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and Nicaraguan fillers. Um, they will both retail for around $21 per cigar or 210 per humidor of 10. Uh, and, and as I said before, some people commented they thought that was a little high. Um, you know, we reached out to Michael for a statement on that. And uh, he, he, f he, and he said to us, you know, I, I feel confident in our products. I've spent my career serving customers at retail. I've sold cigars from $2 to $100 each. Uh, I've spent 10 years developing products. This is a unique proposition both in style and utility of packaging. I would also say that gauging the value of something without having experienced it strikes me as incredibly premature. Um, I, I, I think the, the 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 tone from Michael was you know, he wants people to kind of just smoke the cigar and see for his, see for themselves before um, kind of getting into it uh, before it hits market. Um, and uh, I, I'm excited for it myself. I you know obviously you know coming from that Germany, he's also bringing the the timeless and the metropolitan lines back through Ferio Tego, and those will be available later. Uh, so really excited to kind of see how that works out and see, uh, you know, how consistent it stays with its original uh, form through Nat Sherman. Um, and if you want to read the whole article and you want to hear more about Ferry Otego's launch and how, where you can get it and how you can find it, uh, you can head over to SmokingTobacco.com and you can read all about it. Um, that's going to do for news this week. Um, but we're going to get back into Jake Wyatt, talk a little bit about with Gerard. Um, so Gerard... What is your plan, I would say? What are you working on maybe for the future? Maybe you want to tease or, or maybe you, you, know, you can talk about here um, as you continue to grow the brand. What, what, kind of, uh, what kind of stuff are you working on going forward? Um, kind of maybe new line, you know, different from lithium or maybe expand the lithium line. A anything, anything that you're kind of working on that you uh, want to tease here? Uh, as of right now, the only thing that we have new that's coming out, um, we did the take we did take orders of it at the PCA uh, trade show, which is the uh, limited Lancero sampler. It is a box of five and has one Lancero of each gourmet collection. So mm -hmm. you have two Habanos, the Maduro, the Connecticut, and the Candela, uh, and that's going to be in a box of five that retails around sixty or sixty-six dollars, and it gives you one Lancero of each. So we have yet to ship those out. That's the newest project that we came across. Um, Teaser-wise, I don't really have anything. I don't want to say anything because I have a lot of stuff that is in the uh, in the oven, but nothing ready to really pull out. Um, I do have something with the lithium I made. I, I freaking love it. I gave some people samples of it, and they're just like, you got to get this thing out there. But I'm not ready. As of right now, um, I'm also working with some Nicaraguan tobaccos. I do have a blend that I really like, but I'm not ready to put a stamp on it yet. I think it could still do better. So I have to find a really good wrapper. It's just everything that I make comes out really good with a Habano wrapper. And we have a lot of Habanos already. We have two Habanos in a gourmet collection, and then lithium is already a Habano. And I want to do something different and it takes time it's difficult to make a new cigar all the time and make it good it takes time so and what else fulfilling orders right now is our biggest challenge uh, we are a very very micro boutique company as you can see I'm not sure if you can bring up a screen um, where, where we're sitting right here right now is screen within a screen but if you went to models excuse me to Jake White cigar company uh, or jakewhitecigars.com I should say you can see that every single cigar in a gourmet collection has the ornate artisanal accents the reason why I bring that up our cigars take an extra two days to make opposed to just a regular traditional cigar mm. so once you make the cigar you put the wrapper on it we put it in the aging room the day after our artisanal accent guys, which don't roll cigars, all they do is they put these stripes on the cigars and the dots. That's all their job is. 
They take their cigars, day one, they do the stripes at the cap and the foot. They finish all of them. And then the second day, they come and they finish the dots. There's a dot on the cap, there's a dot in the front, and within a dot, there's a, another dot, right? So there's three dots. So this is an extra two days that we take to make our cigars. So it truly keeps us very, very boutique, and it's a lot of work. So right now, we are just focusing on production. We are still fulfilling PCA orders. It was a very overwhelming show for us. Um, the response was much, much larger than we anticipated. And servicing our accounts. So rather than focusing on always coming up with something new, 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 and flooding you know, our brand with just a bunch of new stuff and confusing people what is what, we want to focus on the relationship with our retailers that we just um, signed up with. So as of next weekend, we're headed down to Texas to uh, Industrial Cigars. I'm not sure if you know those guys. Um, I, I, I know of them, yeah. Yeah, very influential individuals down in Texas. Awesome team. And uh, we're going to go down there on the 2nd, and we're coming back on the 6th. So for three to four days, we're holding down an event with them. So we're doing the whole kit and caboodle. We're doing the YouTube, the interview, the actual event. There's a birthday for one of their staff members. We're going to do a birthday party there. We have a golf tournament. So we're doing a pretty big kickoff um, of Jake Wyatt with them. And they've been a uh, dealer of our product ever since we launched in 2020. So this is what our focus is on right now. Uh, we have another event uh, with Continental Cigars in LA in October and uh, Craig Cass, which is uh, in a uh, Charlotte area. He has five stores he'd like to for us to get down there before the uh, end of the quarter. Uh, football season, things of that nature. So that is where our focus is, is uh, servicing our clients, giving them the value that they deserve by having Jake White Cigar Company in their on their shelves. So it's not just cigars we're here about. We're, we're here for the relationship, um, bringing you new ideas and new ways on uh, bringing new customers to your store with our cigars, right? The, the generation of cigar smoking is changing rapidly, so fast that you can't even see it. That's how rapid the, the industry is changing. Being at PCA and seeing how things are turning, again, uh, to, the, to the naked eye, we, we can't see the speed that it's moving in. Um, if you see other booths, kind of like El Septimo, how vertical they are. Um, mm -hmm. I really love their concept too. Um, so there's a lot of things that we are doing to structure the company. If I'm making any sense. No, I follow you. I I, I, I get what you're. Uh, I smell what you're cooking over there. Um, no, and it's and it's interesting too because you know like and there's a, and you're not the only one. There's a lot of people doing it, but you know you run a retail establishment, but you also you know you're running a brand too. And sorry, I got ash all over the place here. Um, you know, so running, you know, running your day-to-day -day operations of, of one organization, then you kind of have to switch hats and you have to go back over to, your, you know, your brand, your manufacturing. Um, th there's a lot to juggle there. So to be able to, you know, keep one business running and then take some time away, you know, to, to grow a new one, another one, a one that arguably maybe even more involved, you know, in, in the manufacturing side too. Because I feel like, and maybe you can attest to this from your experience, uh, would you say that maybe, you know, the the Jake Wyatt brand maybe is much more involved in, in running the retail side of the industry with Mardo? I didn't understand that question. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, meaning in terms of, you know, business and, and you know, running running the business, you know, would you say that, you know, the, the time and, and the work that it takes to, to really get – a brand going both through manufacturing and sales and promotion, all that, uh, maybe is is more or less time consuming than the retail side of the industry where, you know, you have your, your store, your online business and fulfilling orders and buying new products and keeping up with inventory and stuff like that. Wh which, which side of that industry would you say is, is probably more complex from, from your point of view? Manufacturing, absolutely. Right. Uh, the retail side of it is pretty easy, right? I carry these brands, 
these are my prices and I have my way of servicing you and this is what are you going to get from me um, and how I go about it in my creative way of marketing is basically it but when it comes to pushing and creating your own brand that's a whole different beast brother you know it is absolutely uh, yeah it, like again I'm it, it's you're looking inside of me when you have my cigar in your hand like right here right now I'm wondering what you guys think about my cigar. You're smoking an appendix and you're smoking a lithium. You know what I mean? It's just it's just the nature of the beast. I want to know. I'm very vulnerable right now. I'm smoking Jake White. You two are. And we're talking about my brand. So when it comes to retail, you don't like something? Oh, well, here's something else. You know what I mean? You don't like that one? Okay. There's another shop somewhere else. You know what I mean? It's like uh, it is what it is. I don't I need to be you know, uh, standoffish, but... I'm pushing other people's product. Right. Jake Wyatt is me. Wyatt is my son. That's his. That's his name on that brand. You know what I mean? And so how I carry myself, how I talk to you guys, how I treat people, my dealers, how I take orders, how we deliver, how we package, how we price, how we talk, how I carry on. Are you going to order or you're not going to order again? All these things come into play. And it truly is you looking at me naked. <laughs> this is this is vulnerable as it gets, bro. You that, know what I mean? That, that's quite the analogy right there. <laughs> um, do you, now, so when 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 you do have you know potential you know customers coming, you know retailers you know, to take in the line, they sample it or whatever, or maybe even just regular consumers too that are trying it for the first time. Do you you still get really nervous when they try it? Like, oh, I hope they like it. Every single time. <laughs> Your heart drops like, oh, what if they don't like it? And, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, as time goes on, um, the cigars that we make it is my palate. Now, my palate is very broad. I do like very strong cigars as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have yet to – and there's very little, very strong cigars that I truly, truly like. And the ones I really like, these guys have been doing it for generations. You know what I mean? And they have the ability to get very, very good tobacco because they've been growing it for generations. They have connections. They know how to do it. They know how to get it. They're in it deep. You know what I mean? Right. I'm first generation. So the tobaccos that I'm dealing with is not the same tobaccos that these guys get. They're, they're very rich, you know, in knowledge, in money resources, things of that nature. So um, I love my product. I love what I have. And if you don't like Jake White, it's fine. That, that's okay. Not everybody's going to love caviar. You know what I mean? True. And not everybody's going to like the way I make certain steaks. You know, that's fine. But if you don't like it, is it going to bother me? Absolutely. It's, again, I'm being getting, you know, it's my vulnerability that you're, uh, you're judging. So yeah, it's uh, I, I do get nervous at some point, and you know, to to a healthy point, I think it's good to get nervous because it means you care, right? It's it's uh, it's worrisome when you don't care what people think about your product. Then we have we have a problem because you don't care. <laughs> Absolutely, so. um, I do want to hit our uh, our top three segment on the show, and this week I thought I would kind of get a little bit more creative with it and uh i wanted to ask you what you would say your top three favorite drink pairings are with your cigars oh that's very 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 easy to answer (laughs) i don't drink alcohol (laughs) ah i did not know that about you yeah this is it right here water oh really sparkling water or uh, if I'm going to smoke something really strong that I know is going to kick my ass because I'm going to retrohale the whole thing, and I'm going to get too much nicotine, I'm going to get something with a lot of sugar. So I'll go like Dr. Pepper. Oh, yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Those are my two non. Right there, I do sparkling like San Pellegrino, the flavor, if I'm not pairing alcohol, or I do diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah. Those are my two. You just cigars. need some sugar when you have too much nicotine to yeah. take care of the nausea. But yeah, I, I don't drink any alcohol, uh, so therefore I would not be able to tell you anything about alcohol and cigars. That's, I, that's okay. Yeah. I, and honestly, I, did, I didn't know that about you. But um, uh, there are plenty of shops too. I mean, we go, we go, we frequent a shop who they don't have a liquor license, so everyone is in there all day. It's a lounge pairing with 
not non-alcoholic drinks right so yeah 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 know. yeah and the and the the owner is not a big drinker either and uh, a lot of times you see people just drinking soda water soda water um coffee. Coffee, coffee is a big one over there and they kind of drink everything but alcohol there and, and pair it well so you know and that's the thing too that's i think it's it, it kind of brings up an interesting point i guess that I just kind of put together it, it doesn't always have to be alcohol you know I think that's the one that people always talk about the most. Like, what do you do? Well, I drink rum. I drink. I drink bourbon. I drink. I drink scotch. I drink. I drink. You know, maybe maybe tequila. Um, you know, if you're a room one one fan, maybe you drink gin. Um, but you know, it doesn't have to be alcohol. You know, some people do wine. I sometimes I've been known to, to pair cigars with some wine, uh, depending on depending on what that pairing is. But yeah, it doesn't have to be. You know, you very easily can just be you know a non-alcoholic soda or a water or a sparkling water, Topo Chico. That's a big one. <laughs> I love Topo Chico. If you're a Dojo fan, you can get a Dojo Chico now, apparently, uh, which is cool, uh, I guess. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, I I figured I'd, uh, I'd throw that one that way. But that, that didn't really go how I, how I intended, but it was still successful. <laughs> um, Gerard, I know we, you came on to talk about Jake Wyatt, and, uh, and I, I feel like we, you know, we, we really covered that, that brand really well. Um, I would say, you know, while you're here, if there's anything else you want to uh, maybe promote on the retail side, is there anything uh, maybe that you're working on, anything special you guys have going on that maybe you want to promote here on the show? Um, nope. Okay. Nothing. But I mean, if there's <laughs> – No, I was just going to say people should still check out Mardo Cigars. Is it Mardo, MardoCigar.com, right? Is it with an Mardo Cigars or retail, cigars. right. Yeah. But the, the, the reason why we don't have anything newer is because Jake Wyatt still is new. There's still a lot of people don't know Jake Wyatt. So mm -hmm. before we start, again, before we start flooding our portfolio with a bunch of new stuff, there are still a lot of people that have never even tried Jake Wyatt. So we want to focus on still getting Jake Wyatt out there and people try it. So uh, when you look at Jake Wyatt as a whole, um, we have two collections, right? The first collection is the gourmet, right? And we have five different lines within that gourmet collection. And then you have it in a Corona, a Robusto, a Belly, a Toro, and an Agordo. And they all burn and taste different. And in addition to that, we have our limited edition cigars, right? Our limited edition for each um, line. So the Connecticut, which is the appendix, has a limited edition Figurado. And that is a beautiful cigar itself right there. So we have all those limited editions for every single line that we have. And then we have the lithium. And now we came out with the Lancero sampler. So we have a lot on our plate portfolio-wise. And that is what's new. Jake White as a whole is a new company. Absolutely. You know, uh, we are getting towards the end of the show here. So, And um, we didn't want to keep you too long. So uh, we are going to kind of wind down here a little bit but you know i wanted to say you know gerard you want to know our honest opinion i know you're over there you've mentioned it before you're all nervous and hoping that we enjoy uh no these are really good i uh when i so when i saw you at the show i remember you know we we were talking whatever and you would ask and i i mentioned i, I do I, I like a lot of elicoso so um i have a, a nice selection of elicosos here and that's what i went with tonight with the appendix two um, and I really like this. I, 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 I like the comparison that you made in the beginning when I was cutting and lighting about, you know, maybe comparing it to, to Davidoff, Ashton, something that's milder, but has that it's milder in its strength, but it has a lot of good flavor to it. And it's, and, and it's, it's really well rounded and it's very well balanced. Um, I pick up, um, while it, it's not some, you know, there's a lot of cigars out there. You, you pick up so many different notes at once. This is definitely a cigar where it's not one dimensional, but I can definitely taste each note as I go through. It's a subtle amount of pepper and spice. Um, not too much, not very heavy. It's it, For me, I, I kind of call it the sweet spot. When I find a cigar that has, you know, I, I don't like an over amount of pepper. You know, anytime I get a cigar that's real peppery, um, I, I, I like pepper, but too much for me is a big turnoff because it really, I don't like the way it kind of goes with the tobacco. This has just enough pepper and spice um, as a baseline to it. It gives it a good f good foundation of flavor. It has some creaminess to it too, which is nice. Um, it definitely something I enjoy smoking right now in the heat. I don't know if I could really do uh, anything too rich as I've as I've I been know. doing as I've been doing, and I'm like ah, oh, 
this was a bad choice. This was a good choice for today. <laughs> uh, and it's really enjoyable, and I can really, t like I said, I can really taste everything out of it. Um, I will be honest, I have not retrohaled it yet, um, although I will. Nicole, what do you think of the lithium over there? I have been enjoying it. It's, like I said, the retrohale was great. It was complex. It was warm. I definitely picked up on the citrus notes. Um, hint of pepper. It, it was nice. And it's hot. So it's 96. Again, I think we've been Maduroed out. I, I feel like in the fall we go with our drinks too we go heavier with whiskey and well the colder the colder and the drier climate comes and in and maduros and just darker you know just darker cigars this was perfect and it's like you said it's not super bold it's not um what was i looking for what's the word <laughs> it's it's not um heavy like it's, it's not too overpowering yeah, it's, not it's not too heavy yeah i i it's, think you're just saying it's great it's a good it's yeah, a I mean, medium cigar. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, that's kind of what I got out of that too. When I, I smoked it the other night, it was, I just, I, it was, I don't like to, use, I never like to use the word perfect on any cigar I describe, no matter how good it is or whatever. I never like to use the word perfect because what is perfect? It, that's more of a, uh, you know, it, it, I don't, I don't like to use the word perfect, but very, very good quality on the roll good quality on the tobaccos and the flavor was it was just right i liked i liked the way it transitioned um all the way down to the band the flavor stayed very consistent it didn't taper off or or, or veer or get real bitter it, it, it stayed really really spot on flavorful and smooth all the way down for me and it was just so it was one of the it, i'll be honest with you it was a cigar that like I was down to the band and I knew I was almost done and I was like I just wish there was a little bit more because it, it it's still going so good and I really enjoyed it and I, I got all excited and I I messaged Gerard I was like you know I hadn't had one I was looking forward to it for a while mm -hmm. and I was just like wow this was really just spot on um really happy with that and, and I'm excited to get more and and uh and to try you know other stuff you do with lithium and other sizes and whatnot and compare in the future but um, really job well done. This one's really good. As I said, I've also had the Herbert Spencer before. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the Lucid Interval. So this is another interesting thing. Yeah. Nicole. Oh. Yeah, that's our number one selling skew right there is the Candela. Oh, we didn't talk about that. No, we no. didn't. <laughs> you know, before, so you, before you do, I just want to point out, I found out before the show, I was showing Nicole you know, what we had here, and I found out that she actually has never had a Candela. I haven't. Well, I've had... Have I've you? Had, um, the Between the Lines that had Candela Between on it. Between the Lines does not have Candela. Yeah, it does not have Candela. No, the special one. Oh, Cynthia's Cynthia's stash. special stash. Uh, I have uh, a special non-retail. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, excuse, so excuse me. I know. So um, <laughs> I was a little, little spoiled with that one there. Very special one from Cynthia. Um, but aside from that, I haven't had a full candela wrapper right 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 before so, so that is our number one selling cigar being a candela a lot of people get turned off right green yeah. kind of give you a lot of herbal grassy flavor that hay it's just it's just not very good right yeah. and the majority of candelas that's the characteristics you're going to get so when we made the candela um we were able to mute away all that herbal grassiness <coughs> and that nasty uh bite that it has and it pairs very well with coffee, like undeniably amazing with coffee is the Candela cigar. It's light, uh, it draws very well, very toasty, and it has like green tea flavors. So when we're at the trade show, um, the Candela pops really, really loud because it has the San Andreas Maduro accents on it, right? Mm -hmm. So on a display case, you just see this bright green and then you see like, oh my God, and it has all these like dark Maduro accents on it. So it's very appealing to the eye, but people are like, ah, oh, but I don't like Candela. So we're like, you gotta try it, you gotta try it. So people would try it and like, oh my God, I've never been a Candela smoker, but this cigar right here is the segue for me to get into Candela's because you did get away with all that herbal grassy nastiness of it. And you just were able to bring out the, the sweetness of the green tea flavors and the toastiness of it. So it has become our number one selling cigar. So in our cigars, the average anywhere between 10 to $12 a stick. Uh, our limited editions, the Figurado, especially the barber poles, uh, those retail for $16. So we don't have anything above 16 bucks uh, when it comes to our cigars. Their box is a 22 count, and it's doing really, for what we have done, 
Um, we were getting a lot of reorders as well from a lot of retailers. We're getting very, very good response. So we're a very new company. So this is what's new. There, there's a lot of new stuff that you still have not tried. Yeah, we may have nothing like, you know, the new hyped cigar. We're not into hype. Um, Jake White's not a hyped up name. There's no... It's not a monster series. It's not a series. It's not this. It's not that. There's no year of this or there's no uh, wordplay here. You know, mm -hmm. it's just straight up cigars, legacy. The only thing that we did do is the artisanal accents. Now, why did we do that? Being a retailer, being online, uh, being very uh, active on Instagram and all the social media platforms, people love to take pictures of their cigars. They love to take pictures of their mail call, show off what they're smoking. If it's a high dollar item, they want to let you know that they can afford high dollar items. They take the picture uh, on their hand and showing the wrist of their big old $30,000 Rolex. You, they, they want to show they have money. You know what I mean? They want to show their status. So we want to make a cigar that is very appealing behind a photo. So how fun would it be for you to be able to afford a 10 to $12 cigar and be very appealing to photos. So whenever somebody's sc scrolling and you want those extra followers and they see you smoking something really cool, they're like, oh my God, what is that cigar? Well, who is this guy smoking? Let me follow him. What else does he do? You know what I mean? So that's why we did the artisanal accents on the cigars is because we're in a new age. Social media is huge. It's prominent. People love to post what they're doing. It's very personal to them. So if they find something really cool and unique, they want to be different. Jake White is very new and unique. So, and it allows you to do that because it's not going to rob every single penny out of your pocket. Uh, that's a really creative and interesting approach that you took with that. And it's, it is, I mean, you it's just different. It is different. And it, <laughs> and it honestly, it's, I would say from like a marketing standpoint, it's very creative and it's very outside the box. Um, and I like how you're just so transparent about it too. Like, Hey, like we want to, we want to make something that's, more affordable and more accessible, but also like shows off like some of these rare unicorn sticks that you've seen or high dollar sticks that maybe a lot of people can't get their hands on. Um, and it pops and it flashes. And, it, and, he's, and he's so right. You know, a lot of the cigars that are in the Jake Wyatt line, you know, remind me of a lot of other really cool cigars I've seen before. Um, and I won't mention any names to, to overshadow, but it, they have a really nice appeal to them. And I think that that's a really spot on strategy. And they pop. Like if you're they putting do. this in your as a shop owner in your humidor, there's not a lot of things like this. So as a new cigar, that's, it's already a talking that's, point. Uh, that's already sitting on the yeah. shelf. You know, a lot of the other stuff like that, like kind of to what kind of build on what Gerard was saying, you know. I mean, there are stuff out here. You don't see it on a shelf. You walk into a cigar store. Part of the experience of that, when you walk in, you see the cases, the boxes are open, the boxes are on the shelves, the cigars are out. And you walk by and you see this in a case next to a lot of, you know, Good cigars, but, you know, traditional, solid, wrapper, single design, classic looking. And then you see this, and you're like, wow, what's that? And you gravitate towards it. And it's, you know, uh, yeah. I, I think it's a really, it's an interesting concept. And I'm surprised more people haven't, you know, gone that route. But um, it, it is. It's a really cool concept. And well, I think we've seen the phase of, like, the eye-catching band and box. I feel True. like recently there's been so much, so many more brightly colored boxes like El Septimo. They have the brightly colored right. boxes going right. on to, to be more eye-catching. Um, and then the bands. bands have well, been all the so, packaging. Yeah. The packaging, I feel like the, recently, but not with the tobaccos themselves. Exactly. Yeah. That's really creative, really outside the box. The only the other box. person is John. I've really seen in recent times so john from la florida minicana he's been doing these limited edition smoke session oh, cigars yeah, yeah with so the he, smoke session yeah. that he has or i mean they i mean and they do laser cutting right on but the, i mean again but yeah. those are also more of a limited production as well yeah. as like they have the um the solomon unico yeah um which you know has very they're all individually yeah. ornate with the designs and stuff but those are also limited production stuff that yeah. you don't always run across this is something that you know, you can go online and regular or go into a shop and you can get it pretty much oh, almost yeah. any time. So it, 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 to do more of his point, it's more accessible as well um, to the consumer to, to have. And we, and we do have the talent to do a lot more artic, uh, articulate designs. I mean, Statue of Liberty, the 
flag of the United States. I mean, I have a Figurado that has the whole entire Jake White logo on it. Mm. They made that for me. They made one for Neil because he played uh, Major League Baseball. The actual MLB logo on the entire cigar. The guy oh, wow. holding the bat all coming at you. That's cool. Uh, the Punisher, Batman, Superman. I mean, all of it can be done. We, we have the talent to do all that stuff. But, you know, then you get into, you know, copyright infringement, things like that. <laughs> That's not our thing. Yeah. Uh, but those things, you can only make so many, right? This is our actual production cigar. So it's going to force us to stay boutique, which is we did that on purpose to slow our hands down. And um, so, yeah, that, that's that's one way of controlling our production, uh, keeping it truly micro boutique. That's our uh, end game here. Absolutely. Uh, well, Gerard, you know, I want to thank you for, for coming on with us. Thank you for being here. Um, you know, thank you for, you know, sharing Jake Wyatt with us. Uh, it, it's it's been very enjoyable for me so far uh, in my experiences with it. Uh, Nicole is obviously new to it now um, and has been enjoying it so far as well. Um, you know, I, I, I'm excited to, to continue to watch Jake Wyatt grow. It, it's definitely on my radar as one of my newer favorite, you know, upcoming brands um, that I, I look forward to exploring more into as time goes on and as you continue to, to grow yourself. Um, so, so yeah, just thanks for being here with us. Um, and I, I'm, and yeah, and everyone listening at home and watching at home, if you head over to Jake Wyatt cigars, is it Jake Wyatt cigars.com? Yeah. Jake Wyatt cigars.com will show you the dealers where you can purchase the product. Um, uh, on Jake Wyatt cigars.com. The only thing you can buy is swag. We do have lighters, cutters, cigar stands, t-shirts, hats, and things of that nature. But when it comes to buying cigars, You'll actually have to seek out a dealer that carries the product. We don't sell to consumers. Absolutely. So yeah, always support your local brick and mortar retailer. Um, but yeah, so guys, thank you for being with us tonight. Gerard, thank you for being with us. Um, stay tuned this Saturday night for another episode of the Spare Notes series with myself and William Cooper um, as we get into uh, a variety of topics as usual. It's always a great time, and uh, I love Coop to death, so it's always it's always uh, exciting just, just to be on the air with them. And uh, we'll see you guys all next week. Take care, guys. Bye.